1: What is up, Nets fans? Welcome to the Brooklyn Buzz. I'm Nick Faye hitting with a solo recap of the Nets' second summer league game, a win over the New York Knicks, 98-80. We're going to jump to that and plenty more. Make sure you check the Buzz on all streaming platforms. Also, hit that subscribe button, drop a review, and give us a follow on Instagram, at Brooklyn Pod. But getting into this game, strong second half from the Nets, really dominated in transition, 28-2, and Jalen Wilson doubled down. You know, another strong performance from him in this game. Finished with 18 points, five of ten from the field, three of four from three, five of six in the free throw line, eight rebounds, three offensive, two assists, two steals, and just really a solid overall performance again. And I think it's really giving the Nets some confidence in his play and how it can translate over to the NBA. Not only the role player things he he does out there, but just his ability to deal with contact and not necessarily you know being scared of contact offensively or defensively. You now we talked about him driving on the previous podcast and how, you know, he doesn't necessarily have that burst or athleticism to get all the way to the rim but looks for contact and he has a nice touch especially when he's bouncing off a bigger body so we'll see how that transitions again when he goes against better competition and you know more mature men you know bigger guys more physicality more muscle but overall in the two summer league games it looks like he can deal with contact he's done against a couple nba bodies and bigger guys and you know it's either led to free throws or just tough finishes and i think that's something that's really intriguing with his game also does a really nice job of taking advantage of you know open space or if someone creates it's an advantage for him he's always looking to capitalize and that could be you know coming off a screen and pulling up from three or that could be coming off a screen and getting downhill whenever there's space he looks to utilize that and tries to put the defender in in a bad position where he can create that contact and get to the free throw line and that happened a couple times today as we mentioned six free throws for him you know three point stroke in this game also looked really good defensively as I mentioned deals with contact well you know doesn't have the great athleticism and the speed sometimes gives too big of a cushion but when he's getting attacked sometimes he can absorb that contact and really does a nice job without fouling at least in the two games we saw from summer league and then also as we've talked about you know in the previous show you know rebounding wise he's a force down there again physicality comes into play ability to bump bodies move bodies whatever it is and just really active on the boards just something that really sticks out with his game and also uh, we saw a couple nice passes from him on drives today so doing scoring things doing rebounding things and also just some of the minor role player things you know we saw him set some screens slip to the rim whatever it is and just overall looking like a steal at number 51 overall and hopefully you know continues to build up the rest of summer league. And I think as of right now, it looks like he can get NBA rotation minutes. And I would not be surprised at all if he's on a real NBA contract by the end of the season, because he impresses that much. And there's also a fear of maybe another NBA team coming in and looking to grab him. You know, there's just a lot of promise so far. And again, only two summer league games, but a lot of this is stuff we already saw from him in college. So it's like, all right, now he's doing against this NBA ish level competition and still doing well out there. It's definitely a a tick up for the net. So really excited to see what he does in the rest of summer league. But another guy who impressed in this game was Armani Brooks. Just looks super smooth scoring out there. 21 points, 8 of 15 from the field, 5 of 10 from three, Uh, two rebounds, three steals, one block. You know, just looked very under control and confident in his game, you know, from the three-point line, took some deep threes, also looked great when he had to hit a pump fake, take one dribble, and sidestep for a three. That was pretty stuff. It looked smooth. It didn't look forced in any way. You know, we saw him also, you know, with a nice little push shot in the in-between game, a nice cut in this one, finishing in transition, and just looking like a polished scorer. And I think, you know, he's a guy that has NBA experience and could potentially grab one of those Nets two-way spots. And today, he definitely made progress in doing that with the way he played. And just, how much better he looked in terms of polished skill than a lot of the guys on the floor today. But moving over to the Nets first round pick, Noah Clowney, 21 overall. Uh, 18 points, two of six on the field, one of two from three, three of four from the free throw line, seven rebounds, two offensive, three assists, and two steals, two turnovers. And overall, this was a better game from Clowney, and not just because, you know the shooting splits were slightly better still not great but you saw defensively especially in that third quarter there was a stretch where he blocked a couple shots was impacting shots at the rim and just you know utilizing his length and just his versatility in terms of movement skills you know we saw a couple plays in this game where he got put on the perimeter did a solid job and also one play where he got caught flat-footed and another play where he was good on a closeout so it's just you know an array of different things that he can do. He's flashed a lot in these two games, but you can tell he's super raw and just lacks the polish and feel for the game. And as we talked on the previous show, if he can just get a a quicker you know, reaction speed, he's going to create impact plays. And you saw that in the third quarter where he started to kind of get a feel for what the Knicks were trying to do when they are driving to the rim. He had some huge blocks. And I think uh, getting back to the offensive side, the three point shot looks good. You know, he knocked down one. There was one that didn't count in this game as well, but we also saw him get involved a little bit more around the rim in this game you know had a couple offensive boards and I think that's an area where he can really pop because when he goes up for a board he really does a great job of extending his length and really using his athleticism and you know a lot of guys sometimes are a little timid going up you know where he doesn't have the physicality yet to really go up there and snag the board he can definitely go up there and get a hand on it tip it out whatever it is And he did that a couple times today so there there there's some major progress for him I think just watching him slowly to Develop and understanding and f- his feel for the game, and he also had a nice pass in this game, you know. And we, we mentioned it slightly on the last show. I posted a clip on Twitter where he just makes pretty good passes. You know, it's not nothing, nothing that's a super big highlight, but we've seen in the past a lot of bigs can struggle with passing, and he's a guy that looks like it feels pretty natural to him. So that's exciting stuff in the Clowney front, and hopefully he continues to get more involved in the next couple games inside the arc. You know, a lot of possessions the Nets are putting him outside in the corner, putting him just around the three-point line, and I'd like to see him get a couple more rolls, a couple more opportunities to finish inside. And he also had a nice drive in this game where he tried to throw down a poster, ended up getting blocked at the rim, but that's okay because you just want to see the aggressiveness and, you know, the intention. And also just... This is Summer League. This is a great opportunity for you to try out different things and work on skills that maybe aren't super polished. And obviously his handling is not great at this time. He's not very comfortable with the ball. He can you know, seem to be a little turnover prone, but again, very raw prospect. And you're looking for flashes for Clowney because the Nets knew when they drafted him that he was not going to necessarily be an impact player this year. It's more about year two, year three, and really year four what he can become. But moving on from him, uh, looking at Kennedy Chandler in this game, you know, I thought he had some major athletic pop we talked about in the last one He just played with an aggression in this one also did a nice job of uh, Distributing the basketball finish with 11 points three and nine from the field Oh one from three five of six in the free throw line five rebounds seven assists one steal one block one turnover and As I said he he was trying to throw down dunks on everyone had a couple dunks in this game But you like the way that he was getting downhill and initiating the offense and that was missing especially in the first half of that game against the Cavs, but Tonight, he was a big reason why the Nets started well and credit to him defensively too, just being very active. You know, he's undersized but has great athleticism so he can move well, disrupt things. And I think overall, the Nets did a nice job defensively in disrupting things for the Knicks and that led to a really great opportunities in transition. As we mentioned, they won that battle 28-2. Moving over to Raquan Gray, you know, we talked about in the last podcast a little bit Hot and cold for him. I think offensively, you saw some of the skills that make him stick out, being such a big body and being able to, you know, handle the basketball and play make a little bit, but had five turnovers, can make some bad decisions. You know, there's a drive in this game where he tried to go into three Knicks defenders and force a pass, ended up throwing it out of bounds. And defensively, we know he's just limited with his height, you know, where he might have the weight and the size, you know, in terms of width, but in terms of vertical, he just does not have that ability to protect the rim. So, could maybe develop into a small ball five at some point, but really at his age, I'm not sure you know what the plan is for the Nets. And you know, there's guys that as we mentioned with Armani Brooks that
0: could easily, you know, take his spot. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
1: And just touching on David Duke Jr., you know, not a, a great performance by David Duke Jr., you know, 19 points, 6-12 from the field, 2-5 of five from 3, 5-8 from the free throw line, 2 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, but I think he played with uh, more intensity in this one. And the second half really turned it up with his aggression in terms of uh, attacking switches and getting to the rim, knocked down a few threes, but still a guy that you'd like to see be the best player on the floor, at least the best player on this Net Summer League team. And I can't say with... Uh, fact that he was the best net today so not looking great for him in terms of guaranteeing an NBA contract or even guaranteeing a two-way spot from the Nets you know other than other than the guys mentioned you know Matt Lewis really didn't do much today and you know Jordan Hall had a couple you know solid plays out there but still nothing where you're you're getting excited and thinking any of these guys can really you know, grab a two-way spot from the net. So we'll see what happens in the rest of the summer league. But I thought overall, you know, this was a good performance for a lot of the starters and there was progress as a team. You know, I thought the intensity defensively was good. As I mentioned, disrupting things, getting active in transition and just, you know, playing good team basketball. There was a couple times where they were overhelping, but you rather see them playing with activity than just playing stagnant. But other than the game, we did have some reporting down in Las Vegas from the Nets reporters. Specifically, our guy Eric Slater talked to Dennis Smith Jr. and also Sean Marks. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. talked about how. It was communicated to him that he was a priority from the Nets, and he was the first call they got. You know, we heard that from Shams as well, so that's pretty important. also kind of lines up with something Sean Marks says a little later on. Dennis Smith Jr. also talked about, you know, how he expects this to be a really good defensive team. You know, Jack and I had mentioned that with the signing. You know, Dennis Smith Jr. played at pretty much an all-defensive level last year. They already have Mikel Bridges, Nick Claxton, Dorian Finney-Smith, and potentially a really good defender in Ben Simmons if he can get back to 85% of the player he was in Philadelphia. Sean Marks also talked about Ben Simmons himself, You know, talked about how he was down with Ben two weeks ago with the training staff, saw the progress, was happy to report he's in great physical shape and also mental shape. He's itching to kind of get back on the floor. And also Marks talked about the expectations for Ben Simmons and the hope that he can get back to an all-star level of play. You know, it's not like uh, he's an old guy. You know, we mentioned how he's in his mid-20s and he hopefully hasn't reached his prime yet. So it seems like there's a level of confidence in Ben, not just from Jacques Vaughn and Sean Marks, but also we've heard from Spencer Dinwiddie in a sideline interview in this game that, you know, he he could be a difference maker in terms of Ben. So it's very interesting. Also, we heard Marks talk about, you know, the roster and the timeline and, you know, 100% they want to keep their flexibility and, not for just this season but next year and also find players who will be the nets for two to three years you know guys in their mid-20s someone younger and guys that can kind of look to grow with this team so some good stuff from Mark, some good info from Dennis Smith Jr. And as I mentioned, you know, Spencer Jonesy was on the sideline as well. So a couple Nets in Las Vegas supporting the young guys and hopefully building that team chemistry. And also maybe, maybe there is some hope that Ben can be back healthy this season. You know, we've heard from multiple guys, and it seems like the Nets have some hope and expectation that he can provide them something. Obviously, all of this is kind of the politically correct thing to say, but it's going to be really interesting to see how it all plays out for Ben Simmons and the Nets because If he is an all-star player, an all-NBA type player, you know, it changes the trajectory of this team from maybe a play-in team to, you know, a top six team. Maybe even higher if Ben gets back to a really, really good level. But again, he has to prove that on the court. We've talked about him potentially being this player and he wasn't last season. Maybe it was all health related, maybe it wasn't. We'll see how it all plays out. But big thanks everybody for listening. Check the buzz on all streaming platforms.